You're listening to special programming sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Giving podcast. My name is Guy Dawson, and I am the executive director of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. And uh, our organization sponsors this show to bring greater recognition to cause marketing and to feature uh, worthy businesses and nonprofit organizations. And uh, really quickly, I'll share with you what the mission is of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. Uh, The CMCC ignites opportunities between businesses and nonprofits for the purpose of benefiting our members and the communities we serve. Our vision is a world where social responsibility is the new bottom line, and the values of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce are integrity, unity, community engagement, and professionalism. And a little over six months ago, we began to partner with 91.5 FM uh, KUNV here in Las, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada to broadcast this show. And it's, it's been a wonderful experience. We've really greatly appreciated the opportunity to share the merits of what we're doing at the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. It's an organization, a 501c6 nonprofit organization uh, that we developed to, uh, again, to build two of the biggest pillars in the community that are often underrated. I think that the contributions that businesses make to communities and the contributions that nonprofit organizations make to communities are not recognized nearly as much as they should be. And with our particular organization, we bring both of these entities together uh, to strengthen them, to enable them to work together, to build relationships that inevitably uh, will bring more recognition to each. And again, we, um, we're just so thrilled to have an opportunity to, uh, to get the word out via radio, one of the greatest platforms of all time. I personally um, started in radio back in 2011. I started hosting my first radio show, and it's through the years I've been in broadcasting a little over a decade now, and I have found this to be one of the greatest platforms to reach your community. And again, our partnership with KUNV is something that uh, we are enjoying greatly. I have two guests on the show today. Uh, My first guest is a friend of mine. He's a part of a of a group that I'm in that helps people to become better CEOs of companies. And uh, Jim Redding owns a company called Aroma Retail. So those of you out there who've been to casinos or have been to some of the businesses around town, you know that sometimes you walk into that business and it just smells great. And you don't know why it smells great. It's because someone like Jim has created great products that enable you to be connect with that business through the way that it smells. And he's also a huge giver, someone can, who contributes to, uh, to the community as well. And I thought he'd be the perfect guest to have on uh, the Business of Giving show. Welcome, Jim. Uh, thank you, Guy. I'm thrilled to be part of this. Aroma Retail is the name of your business. Will you tell us about how you got it started? Sure. Yeah. I, um, for, for years, I was uh, developing um, the, the fragrances that are used uh, at the resorts. And um, 
we uh, we decided to um, create a company, AromaRetail.com is the website, where we could take those same pure-grade fragrance oils and the same types of devices used uh, to scent world-class resorts and make them available to the public. Uh, so, uh, you know, most of our business comes from people that are uh, at a resort, and they'll, uh, they'll look at their phone and say, what, what is the scent at this hotel? And, and more often than not, it'll bring them to our uh, website. I had a chance to stop by Jim's office today, actually, for the first time, the whole operations of the company. And it was just a fascinating experience, Jim, seeing from end to end how you literally take concepts of what things should smell like and and package it and market it and what a – what has it been like putting all that together? There's a lot of pieces that go to the puzzle in order to be able to deliver those great scents uh, to the businesses and uh, that you work with. Absolutely, no. That's a good question, guy. And there are there are a lot of pieces. I mean, when it when it comes to the scent itself, uh, you know, we start with the um, with essential oils and different ingredients and and develop a, a, a combination that smells the way we want it to smell um, because when we're developing a scent, we're considering the customer and, and what what is their brand, who is their target demographic, uh, their space, what's the design, what's the best way to complete that that design. Um, and so we start we start with a, a blend of essential oils and, and then we, uh, we have to go back and, and remove the volatile organic compounds. Uh, from that uh, blend because, you know, essential oils are great. They've got great medicinal qualities, but you don't want to diffuse them in a space where you might have a, a guest that, that has an allergic reaction to something, and that's what the resorts have to do. It's, it's um, one, of the, one of the ways our, our fragrance oil is, is unique. Um, so we remove the volatile organic compounds so it's impossible to have an allergic reaction to it, and, and that's quite a process because sometimes you'll remove um, a volatile compound and then it smells different. So you got to go look at ingredients again and, and back and forth. Um, and then after we, uh, we have a, a recipe that works, we, uh, we build it up. And it, it takes time. Um, you know, it, it takes a good month to uh, properly drip um, a, a good usable quantity and let it macerate the right amount of time and all that other stuff. But once it's there, off we go. And um, here at Aroma Retail, we're, um, we have a – you came to the Smelly Bar. It's on uh, Valley View between Trop and Russell. Um, and here we do everything. We, uh, we start with that fragrance oil, and um, we hand pour the fragrance oils that are used in our machines. And we also uh, hand pour candles and reed diffusers and room sprays linen sprays and uh, wax melts and we do it all ourselves using uh, different recipes depending on what the product is the smelly bar is one of the great features when you visit that office uh, jim i had the opportunity to smell so many different scents and um, i mean that that in itself even if you just went to visit aroma retail for the smelly bar aspect i think that that would be really impressive and uh, how do you create all the distinctions in the many bottles of scents that you have, I know you touched on it. Is a it's sort of like yeah. a chemistry lab. It is, yeah. It's uh, just a uh, you know, honestly, it it starts with a beaker and pipettes, you know, and and you start just dripping different combinations until you get close, and then and then you you do have to 
take a, a more more measured approach once you get in the neighborhood to really dial it in. Um, I, I noticed uh, when you smelled uh, bookstore, uh, that was when you had the biggest reaction. Um, and and so you know that's a good example where I wanted my my bookstore scent to to have all the components of an old school bookstore with you know the leather bound books the glue that you find in the in the stem of books and the the pulp from the old pages and the wood from the bookshelves you name it um, and uh, you know where you got to dial it in is is you have components like the floral component of the glue that goes in the spine of a book that could take over the whole party if you let it you know and so you know you let it macerate and you find out something got too strong and you got to go back to the drawing board but you know honestly it's it's one of the funnest parts of my my job is just playing with that and i have to admit oftentimes i'll be going one direction and then it'll macerate and change just a little bit and i'll be like oh that's even better you know but uh but yeah it's it's a lot of fun I think we associate certain smells with things uh, throughout our lives. I know me. It's like I go by, go visit my mother, and I walk in, and she's, she fries chicken, and she does like the greatest fried chicken you've ever had. And, I mean, I have an immediate connection, you know, going back to being a little kid and smelling smelling that particular smell. There's so many others that I could talk about. Um, but when I go into these places and – you. you you know there's scents there, but it's always so subtle. How are you able to to engineer it so that we get the smells, but that they're as subtle as they are? Well, that is by design. Um, you know, I I'm a firm believer that environmental scent, scenting should be subtle. You you should look for an ambient solution, uh, not a punch in the nose. Because, um, you know, when people walk into a space and, and you smell, you know, uh, a pine, uh, pine salt or, you know, something like that, you're thinking, okay, what are you guys trying to cover up? You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's why, that's, that's one of the reasons um, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty popular in environmental scenting is because we stay away from those, those five to seven common fragrances that you find uh, as mass market solutions, you know, we're not, we're not going to do a cherry bomb or a, a lemon or something like that. You know, I mean, we have, we have like the lemon ginger that, uh, Nobu uses in their, in their hotels and spas and, uh, Nobu's lemon ginger. It's a very complex blend where the ginger is just as powerful as the lemon. And you got about a dozen other ingredients as well. So it, it smells very deep and luxurious and it is very powerful, so you don't have to diffuse a lot of it just to dial in that ambient scent. Yeah, really interesting, the process. Again, I thoroughly enjoyed my field trip, uh, Jim. And one other thing, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the Business of Giving show today is that along with running this very successful business that you've grown in a relatively short period of time, you're also big in wanting to give back to your community and giving. I know that you uh, have been a pivotal uh, uh, part of a nonprofit organization. Would you like to talk about that that organization? Sure, I would. You know, uh, before I do, though, I wanted to tell you, you know, at Aroma Retail, we we have a, a very uh, mixed bag of, of charities, and we, and we move around depending on what's going in and uh, on in the market uh, and in our communities at a given time, uh, basically who, who needs the most help and when. And I, and I have to say, you know, um, so far, most of our giving has gone to three square and I just want to give them a shout out. Um, what a, what a great organization, you know, and, and one of, one of my favorite, 
givings that we we did was was during the pandemic when Three Square identified uh, the school children that had been relying on lunches uh, for their main meal of the day, and we got together and 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 we 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 went heavy, uh, huge percentage of sales we we pushed to feed as many of those kids as possible, and and you know later to find out that that you've fed something like seventy five thousand kids or whatever it was for a period of a few months. I mean, I know, I know that's not a complete solution, but boy, I got to tell you, I never felt better about anything in my life when it came to charity. Um, but then as far as, you know, my charity, of course, I'm biased. Um, I am, I am the, the chairman of Love the Sea. Uh, website is lovethesea.org. And um, that charity we started... I don't even remember when. I won't waste your time. But um, basically, we were helping to address the situation of, of garbage in the ocean, particularly plastic and, and anything that floats. Uh, my wife and I, we like to sail, and, and we typically sail at a long beach and tool around Catalina. And we always take a pool net with us because, you know, we run into garbage in the sea. Um, and then I, uh, I, I uh, got to know some people that were uh, – working in Hawaii and, and learned that um, the Hawaiian Islands kind of acts as a filter where a lot of the garbage on its way up to the uh, huge garbage patch in the northern Pacific Ocean is, is coming from China and other countries in that region uh, that have a lot of industry. And a lot of that garbage is stopping on the uh, Hawaiian Island beaches. And uh, there are a lot of charities in Hawaii that will, will clean the, the beaches as that uh, garbage washes up on the beaches. Uh, but what Love the Sea does that's special is, is we go after the hard-to-reach portions, uh, those portions where it's, it's trapped on jagged rocks with waves hitting against it, and, and you just can't – it's very difficult to mobilize people to collect that. And if you don't collect it, it's eventually going to get washed right back into the ocean. So that's our, that's our area of focus. It's, it's a lot of fun, something I just got into, but I have to say you know, I'm, I'm biased because I'm the chairman and um, our executive director – uh, Campbell Farrell. He was a. You might know the name. He was a big wave surfer, and now that's what he does. He's he's out there on jet skis and helicopters. You name it. Um, you know, getting out there and reaching those hard to reach beaches and, and getting as much garbage out of the ocean as we can. And, and we we deal in the tons, the tons per month that we're pulling out of the ocean and, and sending off to uh, um, different businesses that we have partnerships with that are converting that to uh, consumer products. Yeah, making the world a better place by looking out for our ecology is a really, really significant contribution, Jim. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Business of Giving show today. Will you let all the listeners out there know how they can get in contact with you to uh, learn more about Aroma Retail, to come by that smelly bar? Again, I highly recommend uh, anyone out there who wants uh, an experience of a lifetime, really unique experience well, uh, to come by for that smelly bar. And yeah, let, let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Well, uh, come on by the Smelly Bar. Everybody's invited. We are on Valley View between Trop and Russell at 5525 South Valley View, or you can just pull out your Google Maps and put in Aroma Retail, uh, or go to my website, aromaretail.com, aromaretail.com. And, uh, Guy, I put together a coupon code just for you. Um, if you if you go to my website or come into the Smelly Bar, you can use coupon code RADIOGUY for 15% off. 
All right. Take advantage of that opportunity, everyone out there. I, I know that you will appreciate it. And uh, Jim has generously loaned me or given me some smells <laughs> to utilize in, in my home. So I will definitely be reporting back to the audience very soon, uh, Jim, about my experiences. But again, we appreciate your, your entrepreneurial spirit as well as your spirit of giving. Thank you, Guy. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. All right. And for more details about the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, by the way, you can always visit our website, causemarketingchamber.com. At that website, you'll get details about the chamber itself, events that we're hosting and all the happenings, many of the happenings in the nonprofit world. We try to stay connected with uh, so many things that are going on within the uh, the nonprofit and for-profit communities. We really want to be on the cutting edge of providing uh, great opportunities for uh, businesses to network with one another, to network with nonprofit organizations. And of course, we've always got projects that uh, people are working on related to both of these worlds. And so our website is the primary resource to learn more about what we do, and that is causemarketingchamber.com. And my second guest for today is Maria Perez. She runs a company called Cause Marketing Consulting. And uh, if there couldn't possibly be a business, I think, that could be more in alignment with what we do as an actual cause marketing consultant. And uh, welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you for having me today. Great to be here. So you and I are definitely kindred spirits. You running a company called Cause Marketing Consulting and me founding an organization called the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. When I connected with you, I knew there was a kinsmanship there. Yep, I am a professional cause marketer. That's correct. It's a wonderful job to have, I must say. <laughs> Tell us what a professional cause marketer does. Sure. I basically uh, connect companies with causes and social issues. Uh, it, they're normally realized as sponsorships and partnerships. So I'm sort of a coach and consultant in the space. And I help uh, with strategy and sales and execution um, to help uh, both sides of the house, you know, the, the nonprofit organization and the business, um, create cause tie-ins. And, I, you know, the wonderful thing about this time uh, in the world is that there are really good opportunities for nonprofits because brands are increasingly adopting purpose as a core attribute. And charities are, are now being called upon to help float a lot of boats. Awareness, affinity, sales, community relations, attracting employees, retention. So, you know, it is a wonderful time for the nonprofit to partner with business. Um, on the small business side, you know, there are a lot of businesses that support um, nonprofits but they don't know how to leverage their cause support investment beyond goodwill. And so we, we work with them to help them realize sales, get additional earned media, reach new audiences. I mean, it, you know, what um, your previous guest was talking about in terms of some of the charitable affiliations that they have, all things being equal, just knowing what he, he talked about, I would buy from him in an instant. Right. Because, of what he's doing for the oceans and, and how cautious and, and caring he is with, with on the aroma side. So these are very important um, things to no longer brag, brag about. It used to be okay to brag about these things. Now you have to live, live the life, walk the walk, talk the talk and, and, and show evidence uh, and proof. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were talking about small businesses implementing these disciplines, Maria, and that's part of the reason why we developed the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce was to share what most of the big corporations have figured this out at a high level. I mean, when you look at the amount of philanthropy that most of the major corporations uh, in the world are involved in, they understand the value of it. As far as being able to teach this to small business owners, what are some of the the tactics you as a consultant use to help them to be able to leverage, as you had mentioned before, uh, these principles to to benefit their own businesses as well as the community? One of my favorite examples uh, of that is um, a naming right, a naming right for an event or a naming right for a program or a naming right for an initiative um, where there's the name and word mark. Uh, in, brands have been doing it since time in memoriam, but, you know, Instead of just having the halo effect, what about having a naming right for a nonprofit event where your brand is mentioned, but the nonprofit is the beneficiary, and, and it truly is a partnership? So that, that's an example of a sponsorship tactic um, beyond just um, you know PR value, although I have to say that both earned and paid media um, is, is excellent as well, again. The people consumers are not asking or acknowledging that it's that's important to have a cause affiliation. If you don't do it, they're going to buy from your competitor. So you know this is this is no longer a nice to have. This is it should be baked into the DNA of small businesses. Um, and and I help them by encouraging them to sponsor, encouraging them to um, to joint venture. Uh, to go beyond just um, what they've been doing in the past. Um, you know, you can be philanthropic and give somebody money and that's thank you, uh, but you can truly bake it into your DNA, uh, bake it into your employee engagement, um, and it's, it's received by the consumer far better. And you talked about getting beyond the halo effect. I think most people that I encounter, Maria, when I tell them what I do for a living – as far as being involved with the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, they really think about the goodwill aspect. And yet this point that you bring up consistently I think is really important is that, yes, there is a goodwill aspect. Me as the PR person, that's always where I go because that's generally what I'm trying to create. But it's there's a bigger picture. Maybe you could elaborate on differentiating yourself from just the halo effect and, cru and truly creating results uh, that will make a business want to partner with, uh, with a nonprofit. Or you could take it even the other direction. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of race fans out there that are probably listening to this broadcast. Um, and recently, Fire the Firestone brand um, decided to partner with uh, Open Wheel Racing to showcase a new tire. Uh, and this new tire is a green tire. It is not made from rubber. It is not made from recycled parts. It is made in the USA. Um, and a pro percentage of all the proceeds for the sales of these tires, which are good for the environment, it's good stewardship, you know, being good to the planet, are also um, funding initiatives for nonprofits that are trying to do similar activities in their communities. So, again, when I say baked into the DNA, it's really pervasive. And it's a it's truly mutually beneficial. It's a it's a win win, uh, hands down. Absolutely, it it becomes a part of the culture as you had mentioned before, and because 
again, people who are, are practicing this at a high level and you being the consultant of those people, um, it becomes indistinguishable. I know with certain brands, you can't distinguish the giving part from the traditional business. It's just – and I guess that's kind of the point that you'd want to get to. Is that right, Maria, where it's – you just think of this company and you think of the give back and that you've got the – Consumer has the natural instinct of making that connection, and they make buying purchases based on that. Um, again, I, I think it's it's no longer enough. It's no longer, and I just did a talk on this recently. It's just no longer enough to have an affiliation. There has to be. It, it just has to be endemic, endemic into the business practice, endemic into their advertising, endemic into their social media posts, uh, and there has to be social proof. I think that is the most evident trend I'm seeing, that if there is no social proof, and if it looks disingenuous, now you really piss off the consumer. Yes, and I'm sure we've all seen examples of that, and that's why having a consultant like you, Maria, might be really beneficial for a business or a nonprofit organization because – I would imagine that a lot that you do is about making the message clear, truly getting a business or a nonprofit in alignment with the mission that they want to accomplish through cause marketing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say for the nonprofits out there, I, I try to get them to businessify um, those things they have that they can monetize so they can have more social impact and they can do more good. And in fact, um, you know, what I do for nonprofits in the community, and I'll extend this here, is I give them a fast up on sponsorship and partnerships coaching session, and I do it pro bono because that's my contribution to my community. Um, so any nonprofit out there that happens to be listening, you can go to my website, cosmarketingconsultant.com, and sign up for a free uh, Cause Coach Maria session, and I'd be happy to try to point you in the right direction. Um, and on the non on the business side, I really, really, really enjoy. Like, I would love to work with somebody like Jim that has made a significant financial investment, but wants to scale, and maybe doesn't know how. Uh, he seems to be a very astute businessman, so he probably knows how. But I would assume there are a lot of small businesses out there that don't know how to leverage their cause investment beyond philanthropy. And I, I just, I love the work, and I love to help them do that. And I, I really enjoy imparting the skill so that they can repeat it over and over again. I, I don't need to be there forever, right? Right. Yes, you definitely have a business that's valuable to the community. And Maria, will you let the audience know how they can get in contact with you again? I know you just shared your information, but us being on the radio and you being a media person, you understand the value of repetition. Can you share with them again how they can get a hold of you? Sure. My website is Cause Marketing Consultant. Singular, causemarketingconsultant.com. And uh, my phone number, my uh, uh, email is there, and there's a contact form as well. And if you just put Cause Coach Maria free session, I'd be happy to connect with you and, uh, and, and have a chat. Uh, thanks again for being a part of the Business of Giving show and uh, Maria and her. She is actually a member of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, and we're really grateful to have her a part of what we're doing because she brings 
the knowledge. And for us, as we're in development, creating a platform that we want to be large, I think that having uh, member businesses such as hers is just so critical. And before we go off the air, I want to read a short excerpt from a letter that we received from Spread the Word Nevada. They're the nonprofit organization that we sponsored at the last Businesses with Heart. Dear Mr. Dawson, you have truly delighted us in so many ways. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your incredibly generous gift. This donation will bring the magic of books to children in at-risk communities and continue to transform their lives day after day, page after page. We are so grateful for your kind heart and dedication to advancing children's literacy skills in Nevada. And so for us as an organization, we actually helped uh, that nonprofit organization spread the word Nevada uh, with a cash donation of $896 as a direct result of the event that we hosted back in September. And so for us, this is what it's all about. We were able to bring lots of businesses together to network and refer business with one another. We got to feature that nonprofit organization, and they benefited greatly not only from that exposure but also financially. And so I really feel that um, the work that we're doing encompasses what this is all about. And so we're, um, we're thrilled, again, to uh, continue to be operating this chamber. You can learn more about it at the Cause Marketing Chamber, uh Dot com website. And if you want to become a member, you can sign up directly online. We have a special that we're uh, running for people who sign up for the Cause Marketing Chamber uh, within a certain time period. So causemarketingchamber.com for more details. You can also follow us on all of our social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, we have a wonderful newsletter. And so for those of you out there uh, who are into causes or, or into business, we're a great resource for you, and I want to leave you with one message before uh, we stop our broadcast today. Give and do business for good. See you on the next show. The world on my shoulder. As I'm getting older, your people get older. Most of us only care about money.